Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin, the Language Nerd here, owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode and, of course, YouTube video. Today, I would like to share a story with you that comes from the, a Spanish class that I just taught about 10 minutes ago. This class was with an upper intermediate Spanish student that I've taught now for many years. I think it's been about five, five or six years now. And she has a relatively high level in Spanish. She was telling me of how and why she decided to learn Spanish in the first place. She'd gone to, she had gone to Colombia with her husband and they were in a taxi. The taxi driver didn't speak any English. My student and her husband at the time did not speak any Spanish. And they were having a really difficult time communicating. And ultimately, they felt quite uncomfortable with this taxi driver. Something about this taxi driver rubbed my student and her, hus her, and her husband the wrong way and made them feel a bit awkward. He had a strange vibe about him. So after that, my student decided that she wanted to learn Spanish. And over the, over the past, uh, you know, five or six years, she's become pretty darn proficient in the language. I would say that she has a B2 level and is on her way to a C1 level. Very impressive. Now, she was telling me that, that after she's learned Spanish, her experiences going to Colombia or, or Mexico or different places that speak Spanish have changed dramatically. In the past, when she would go to Spanish-speaking countries and she didn't speak Spanish, she said that she was treated very differently uh, when she didn't speak Spanish in comparison to now when she does speak Spanish. When she didn't speak Spanish, she shared multiple stories of people that would either be somewhat rude, would perhaps be quite distant from her. They wouldn't treat her, not often they wouldn't treat her very nicely, often, or they would treat her neutrally at best. Whereas once she did learn Spanish and she would speak Spanish with the native Spanish speakers in her travels, she was treated way better. There's one story in particular where I was again in a taxi and the taxi driver was quite aloof and possibly even quite rude. And the second that my student started to speak in Spanish, he, he brightened up. He took them on a tour of the city. He was so friendly with them. He was talking to them. All because my student spoke some Spanish. I was thinking a lot about why this might happen. Why does that happen? I think it's probably because... If you put yourself in the shoes of, for example, a Colombian person or a Mexican person, and you see a Canadian get in your car, they're probably thinking, oh, here's another tourist. They're not going to speak Spanish. And we're maybe we're going to have some communi communication difficulties. And maybe your heart rate goes up, goes up a little bit. Maybe you feel a little bit anxious or nervous. And then suddenly this tourist speaks to you in the language that is your first language and your first language, right? Suddenly that happens. And I can imagine the Spanish speaker, for example, being flooded with relief. Like, whoa, wow, this person speaks my language. What a relief. And possibly even surprised and impressed because most of the time when they meet foreigners, maybe they don't speak. They don't speak their language. And here's a rare instance of someone who does actually speak it. So it's surprising, it's a relief, and it's a little bit impressive. So as those emotions flood the native speaker, in this case, Spanish speaker, as those emotions 
course through their body and flood their body, they they treat the the tourists with extra uh, enthusiasm, uh, kindness for enthusiasm and kindness, for example. And so when I when she was telling me the story, it, it made me think of two particular learning points that I'd like to drive home and and share in today's podcast episode and YouTube video. And these learning points are the following. The first one is speaking even just a little bit, even just a little bit of the target language of a country when you, sorry, not the target language, even speaking a little bit of the language of a country when you travel to that country is an excellent, is an excellent idea. People, the, the native speakers of the language, the locals, they're going to appreciate that effort. So that's number one. In fact, I can share a little personal story of my own. I don't speak German, but I've been to Germany uh, twice. Both times when I went to Germany, even though I didn't speak German, I made an effort to speak in as much German as I would be able to. The first time I went to Germany, it was pre-smartphones. And really, I think it probably was even pre-Wi-Fi being very popular. I could be wrong, but definitely no smartphones. So the most I had to learn or really to speak German or to learn any German was like books or trying to find native speakers that would try to help out, things like that. So me and my best friend, we would try to learn as much German as we could. And we tried to speak with people in as much German as we could. And people were very friendly to us, very friendly to us, very encouraging. They'd often switch to English if they spoke English quite well. They're very encouraging, very friendly toward us. The second time I went to Germany was very similar, except I had a smartphone. What I would do is anytime I knew there was a German interaction coming up, I would take out my phone. I would study for 15 minutes to try and figure out what would I say in that situation. And then I would try to do it in German. For example, if I was, if I was going to order some tea or order, a, who knows, a pastry, I would try to learn how to say, I want one cup of tea. I want this or I would like this. And then I would go and try to order in, in German. And same experience a second time. People were very friendly with me. People were very open, very encouraging. Often they, often they would switch to English when possible, if they spoke English, of course, but very friendly towards me. Now, I've spoken to other people who have gone to Germany. To be fair, it's not a big sample size, but a few other people have been to Germany. And they said that Germans were quite rude to them. They found that German people were quite quite rude. And I thought to myself, wow, where did they get that impression from? Every single German person I spoke with was so friendly with me, so open, so warm, so friendly, so inviting. And my my theory, I could be wrong about this one. If you have any insight about, about this particular topic, going to Germany and how Germans treat foreigners, I'd love to hear them. Feel free to message me on any social media platform and let me know. My username is polyglotazrin. Um, so you're welcome to let me know. But my theory is probably something like this. I was making an effort to speak their language. And because I was making an effort, they treated me very, very kindly, warmly, and enthusiastically. So number one, knowing even a little bit of the target language or a little bit of the language spoken in, in a country when you travel there goes a long way. The second thing that that stood out to me when this student was sharing the story with me was how your treatment will change, how you're treated changes 
depending on your level of proficiency. So here's a little anecdote from my life. The three languages that I speak best are English, French, and Spanish. I speak all three of those at a, relatively speaking, equal level of proficiency. My English is the best, but French and Spanish are not that far behind. It's also worth mentioning that my pronunciation in Spanish and French is excellent. So frequently, maybe even most of the time, they'll think I'm a native speaker. They may not know exactly what country I'm from, particularly in Spanish, particularly. In French, they'll think I'm from France, but they may not exactly know where I'm from, particularly in Spanish, but many people will assume I'm a native speaker, okay? So I'm very advanced. When I travel to France, for example, or when I've been to Peru, uh, when I most most recently, when I went to uh, when I went to Mexico, right? When I go to these countries and I'm speaking to people in French and Spanish, I'm treated, I would say, neutrally. Some people are a little bit more quiet. Some people are very friendly. Some people are very enthusiastic. Some people are just kind of rude or mean. And that's just kind of how they are. Maybe they're having a bad day. But I'm being treated, roughly speaking, roughly speaking, how a local would be treated, I would assume. There's nothing noteworthy about how I'm being treated. But when I had, particularly in Spanish, I can remember this particularly, um, but French too, when I had a lower level, maybe I was a low to mid intermediate level, people would praise me and they would treat me with such warmth and enthusiasm. They would encourage me in my language studies. They'd ask me so many questions. They'd be curious about me. They they treated me so, they treated me very positively, generally speaking, much more positively than I get treated now. Now I'm treated much more, as I said earlier, I guess neutrally. I guess that's probably the best word. And it made me realize that, right, when it's clear that you are learning the language and it's a little bit difficult for you to speak, maybe you have a little bit of an accent. Maybe you're making some mistakes. Maybe you have to struggle to find your words a little bit. When it's clear that you have some level of proficiency, some level of mastery, not mastery, let's say proficiency, you've got some level of proficiency in the language, um, but you're still clearly struggling a bit and you're not really at the finish line or anywhere near the finish line, anywhere near a very high, high degree proficiency. I think just based on my personal experience and stories I've heard from others, that that's where you get the most praise. That's where you get the most praise, the most positive attention from from native speakers. Whereas when you're when you really speak nothing, when you speak zero and you're traveling to Mexico or whatever country and you're just trying to speak in English or you're saying maybe one word and you're butchering it. <laughs> maybe you're trying to say hi and you're not even really saying that properly or whatever it is. When you really don't speak anything, that's where you tend to get the highest percentage of 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 instances where you're treated maybe a little bit rudely, not in such a polite manner. And then, of course, the other end of the spectrum, when you're super duper fluent and people maybe think you're from that country or maybe you're not from the country, but you're like in, in Spanish, for example, maybe you're not from that region, but maybe you're from another part of Mexico. Maybe you're from like a neighboring country and you live there now. Right. When you're when you're that at that high degree proficiency, you're just treated how anyone else would kind of be treated um, that was born and raised in such country. So as a bit of a summary, as a conclusion today, 
Um, I suppose the main thing I'm trying to say is something like this. It's if you're someone who's going to be traveling to a country that speaks a language that is different from your mother tongue, it is so beneficial. It's so beneficial for you to learn as much of that language as possible before you go to that country, as much as you can, right? The more you know of that language before you go, and the more you're able to speak in that language, even if it's just the basics, by the time you arrive, the better experience you're going to have in that country. You'll be treated with, you'll be treated very, very positively. You're going to have far fewer interactions with individuals who treat you in a rude fashion. You're going to think everyone's really kind, really kind when you're there. You're probably going to get insights into the culture that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise because people view you so positively for trying to learn their language that they might invite you to do to, to participate in parts of the culture that you would need a local to invite you to in order to do. So stuff that's off the beaten path, I suppose. So you'll get to do things that are off the beaten path. You'll have a way better experience by knowing the language prior to going to the country. I'll also, may I add, you'll very likely be a little bit safer because you can read a little bit of the signs around you. You know what's going on. You can understand a little bit of what people are saying, even just a little bit of what people are saying around you. You'll have a bit more confidence. It'll show in your body language. So anyone who scams tourists, because some countries you have those scams that are targeted towards tourists. They try and pickpocket you or, or overcharge you for something when you're in a market, whatever it is, right? All those little kind of scams or things that the tourist traps that people fall into, you're going to be less of a target because you carry yourself with more confidence. It'll show on your body language. When you speak a little bit of the language, the scammer will think to themselves, huh, maybe this person knows what's up. Maybe this person's familiar with how things work and they're not going to be an easy mark, right? So you'll be a little bit safer as well. There are so many benefits to knowing even just a little bit, even just a little bit of the target language or rather the language spoken in the country you're going to be visiting there's so much benefit to knowing even just a little bit prior to your trip. Well, guys, thank you for watching this video. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate your attention as always. If you have any questions, you're welcome to contact me by visiting. I've simplified the process, actually. Uh, if you just go to azrinthelanguagenerd.com slash contact, I've updated that contact page on my website. It's much easier to find all the places to contact me directly on that website. So there's my email, there's the email on that form, on that page. There's the face, there's my Facebook, there's the Twitter, there's Instagram, everything's on that page. Any any way you can reach me is on that page. Okay. So again, that's azrinthelanguagenerd.com slash contact, A-Z or Z-R-E-N, thelanguagenerd.com slash contact. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we will talk very, very soon. Bye-bye. See ya.